0: hey what's up y'all welcome back to essential nonsense before today's episode i want to give a big shout out to our very first sponsor primo sticker company if you're looking for high quality custom stickers go to primo sticker company they do any shape any size custom stickers and labels if you have your logo or design ready to print give them a follow on instagram at primo stickers that's p-r-e-m-o stickers on instagram and give them a shout for your next sticker order And mention the podcast, Essential Nonsense, and get 10% off your first order of 100 stickers or more. So check them out, Primo Stickers. On today's episode, Charier and I sit down with uh, freelance director, German Torres. He's also a cinematographer, a great photographer, and an all-around pretty cool guy. Uh, We touch on a variety of topics. It's a fun episode, so give it a listen. hey what's up everybody welcome back to essential nonsense this is episode number 10 i am your host comedian luis juarez and with me in the studio today i have as always my co-host my beautiful wife sharia what's up sharia
1: hey world hey babe
0: hey how are you doing i'm
1: good how are you
0: i'm good excited about this episode we also have a special guest in the house he is uh a lot of things he's um a director director of photography, which is essentially what cinematography can yes just say. <laughs> and uh he's a photographer and just an overall all right guy from what I remember. You Something know what I'm like saying? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah give it up for German torres everybody.
2: Yes sir. Boop, boop. Let's yeah, go. I'm assuming the people who are driving Let's around are go. clapping right now. Yeah, I, hope so. I, hope <laughs> so. I hope so. I hope so. I yeah. hope it's not just crickets cuz you know that
0: <laughs> Yeah, so. no, they turned it off right away. and They're like, "Ah, fuck that dude." Nah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how you doing, man?
2: Doing good, doing good. Um yeah. staying busy. Is it surprisingly? Yeah. yeah COVID uh, shifted things, but I'm back.
0: So like, uh like when 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 everything started happening with COVID and stuff, like how much of your work just got cut out or like pulled out? And
2: basically all making? of it. All I think of- similarly like being in the entertainment world yeah. i mean you know this like even being on stage it's all that went away
0: <laughs> yeah. oh yeah immediately yeah right like uh did you like were you like the rest of us were like man 2020 is gonna be our year like yeah, i got this shit lined up got all these work
2: yeah that's i mean that's everybody's story basically so yeah, yeah for sure it's like oh i had all these things planned like 20 uh-huh. is gonna be great and, uh, you know, you just got to shift your mindset. Now. <laughs> you got no choice. Like, you know what? Like So, like,
0: in the time that you were off and that you weren't able to, like, do any more work, like, what what have you been doing? Or, like, what have you been doing to try to stay creative?
2: Um, Basically, uh, I kind of had to shift over. So, basically, my on-set production is kind of what got halted. And that's mainly mm-hmm. what I do. I'm on set uh, directing or doing the cinematography work. And, of course, that's usually... Multiple people in a space uh-huh. so early on. It's like hey, you can't have multiple yeah, people the in the one a space. thing that you can't have around Yeah, yeah. and uh, but aside from that I also do editing I just don't really market myself as a video editor I uh-huh. kind of do it out of necessity But I was like yo, I'm at home. Give me editing projects So yeah, yeah. I was just editing whatever was coming my way to continue making money and also it was a nice exercise of like I had former projects that I could go back to And either re-edit or make something else Mm -hmm. out of it. And so creatively, that was a great outlet. And I found a way to make money.
0: Yeah, so everything from the back burner had to move to the front. Yeah. Well, Which is good because all that you're editing stuff's going to have to be better, right? Like, after all this shit, like, you're like... I would hope so.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, (laughs) you never know.
0: It might make you a stronger, like, in everything else that you do. So it could be a good thing. For
2: sure, yeah. yeah.
1: So on a personal level, like, did you take time to evaluate how like the rest of this year would go once the world would open back up like as far as like okay the mask wearing and and contact and stuff like i know that's a lot yeah
2: um yeah i mean for everyone i think everyone has a similar story where it was just really jarring Mm -hmm. like i would kind of lose a little bit track of time in the sense that uh for my personal life like usually things were scheduled around like gigs, mm-hmm. like I'm a freelancer. So I work gig to gig. So it's like, Oh, I got this thing similar. Maybe how yeah. Luis mm-hmm. has like a comedy show or something mm-hmm. that you're like, Oh, I can't wait for this date or Hey, I got this thing coming up. And so for, for me, I was like, Oh, I don't have anything coming up. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and then, so I had to think about that and I, and then I started feeling a certain way of like uh uncertainty in a way but it was, it was a short it was just a, for me it was short it was just a moment of like yo what what i would wake up at or i would be up at like two in the morning for no reason because uh-huh. i don't got nothing tomorrow it's, and yeah, i'd yeah. just be like whoa is this like is this really what we're living in yeah, yeah. So, yeah. i was so, yeah. like
0: that too
1: <laughs> uh-huh. a
0: sweet bum life that's that is right Pretty there Dude,
2: like i was just on my couch like on my phone like whoa whoa is so is everyone in the same boat and yeah it turns out everyone's in the same
0: boat i feel like uh so many creatives like a lot of this happened to them right Mm -hmm. Us included uh but i feel like maybe there was a little bit of depression anxiety going through it's like are we ever going to be able to do what we want to do um but i'd like to hope and think that most people will come back stronger than they were before. And also maybe even be more creative this time going into whatever work they're doing. Like since like, I know that you were telling me before we started that like work kind of just picked back up and it almost like immediately, like it was like, it was back to normal. Right. Like, have you like seen any difference in the way you approach your photography or like any of your other work? Um,
2: let me think about that. (laughs) No. Uh, so yeah. So basically I guess just, uh, tell the story real quick. So there was basically a ton of things lined up for 2020. Mm -hmm. And then once we all started, you know, getting affected by the COVID like mandates and everything, everyone staying at home, the uncertain, uncertainty of everything, uh, there was no work. Right. And there was some editing gigs. I was like happy, grateful to have, and then still really relatively nothing. Mm -hmm. And now it's all in the last like month and a half pretty much started coming back for me at least in my circle of Mm -hmm. production which is both a really good and kind of i don't know i'm in like a neutral zone Mm -hmm. it's like oh i'm making money Mm -hmm. i get to work on projects but it's like uh only like and i'm being just to be completely honest only like a 30 percent of it are we getting like covid tests and going in uh all of them were wearing masks and we're doing what we can do to be safe Mm -hmm. and we're keeping the crew you know minimal but only about 30 percent of them depending on the budget will we get covid tests to feel like completely safe or whatever (laughs) i say whatever like it's just (laughs) casual (laughs) but so that's what i'm saying it's kind of like this double-edged sword where i'm like Uh oh work again but it's also like dang this isn't the same this is procedures that we have to have which is great to have procedures about like you know, maintaining social distancing, mm-hmm. cleaning everything, yeah, yeah. wearing masks. But then creatively, it's also like I, I can't really say because as, as much time as it was, it's really not that much in the sense of me getting like creatively uh, like a creative growth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, that usually happens over the span of like experience in years, not necessarily a few months. I mean, it's I'm not trying to downplay. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. like so I don't know if there's really necessarily been an approach creatively. Uh, but it's definitely made me sit back and think on a personal level. Like, what do I really want to do? Because at this point, no matter what you're doing is putting your life at some sort of or your health. at some sort of risk, mm-hmm. maybe more now than we've ever thought about. Or maybe we're just more conscious. of Yeah. That. Yeah. But so.
0: Yeah. yeah but like before, like certain other like uh, career paths and stuff like somebody who does like underwater welding and shit, like they're putting their <laughs> life at danger. And like now, like as creatives, we're around all these other people. We're like like just as dangerous i mean if you think about it especially if you have like respiratory issues or any other mm-hmm. pre-existing conditions you're putting yourself at risk yeah. um like when you were doing these tests like you were saying like 30 percent, like people were getting tested you said it was like a rapid test
2: yeah yeah i mean it's like um uh, usually the day before the morning of a shoot and it's usually the only ones that make us or i say make us they all should but usually like it's when they have a decent budget and you're working with at least like five or more people and it's more than a one day shoot, mm-hmm. they definitely provide the test. And so yeah, it's just a rapid test um, that basically will tell you then and there, like if, if you have yeah. COVID or not. And oh, wow. luckily I've mm-hmm. not had and
0: it. Those things are expensive too, right? They I don't know do what do.
2: the price on those are, but I'm sure got they to are. Be yeah. There's a reason there's only
0: 30% are doing <laughs> it. Yeah. To, to yeah. find out that day. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And like, I'm being super like transparent with that kind of stuff because I'm not like, going to just play like, uh, like, just, like, yeah, oh. I <laughs> heard that. Who little heard technical that? <laughs> <A> little <laughs> technical difficulty. Let's see, we good?
0: Yeah,
2: now you're good. All right, cool. We jumping back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, I'm not going to downplay it and pretend like, you know, being on set and going back into production isn't, uh, like, it's just perfect, because mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. We We're kind of in the middle of it, and we're all trying to figure this thing out. And so for me i'm just like hey let's do everything we can to be on the safe side but yeah. for so me to be like yo there's like it's completely 100 percent no one's gonna get sick would be a lie mm-hmm.
1: you know so you're kind of more so the advocate like if you're if you're talking to the rest of the crew and you're like hey at least wear your mask oh, at least make sure you do yeah this and for so. sure no
2: we all we all have masks at all times for mm-hmm. sure and uh we're really just doing all that we can do. the The entire opposite argument would be, don't be on set at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm just yeah. like, yeah.
0: if you're gonna be here, let's make sure we yeah, take all the right, the right precautions, thing, right? or at least you take care of yourself and be like, I'm gonna wear a mask. I don't Basically, care. I know, right? Sure. <laughs>
1: take care of
2: myself. <laughs> nah, we all got masks on for show. Like we ain't, we ain't playing <laughs> out here, <laughs>
0: right? Let's uh, get into a little bit of like your actual work and stuff that you do. So, like, what? How would you describe what it is that you do? Like
2: what do i do i think on a very simple level maybe surface level is oh you know i'm gonna take it even way simple i'm gonna kind of i get to play around with cameras and Uh get paid for it yeah and i'm will always be grateful to do that so basically i'm pointing a camera Mm -hmm. and certain times i'm just pointing it to make it look good and make the person in front of it, our subject look good yeah other times i'm Directing exactly what the person in front of the camera should be doing. Mm-hmm. And uh I guess I do pretty well. And people go, Hey, we'll pay you money yeah, to do yeah, that. So for sure. that's simple cool. terms. And I guess uh on a little bit more advanced uh way of speaking, or advanced in other terminology, uh as a cinematographer I'm creating <laughs> images, digital images really mm-hmm. capturing uh on screen talent and uh by that you usually decide kind of what kind of lenses, what kind of lighting, what kind of atmosphere you want. And then in the directing portion of it, whether I'm both directing and doing the cinematography or just directing, directing it's more so deciding what's going to happen, mm-hmm. how and helping your crew and your on screen talent get there. Whether it's an actor or you're doing some sort of commercial yeah. or it's a music video, like, Hey, what's the best course of action and let me lead everyone to do that? So
1: that's a terms. big job sounds it, like yeah. it, it can
2: be but like it just depends how big the set is but once you're confident about that stuff like you're in it to win it like, you're not you
0: know yeah you been pretty much like or like a visionary at this point right like you like if especially if it's like a short film or right? have you done short films and stuff yeah, like that right that's right. my background definitely for sure okay films. so you like read scripts and you're just like yeah. you're the one that's making it come to life have you like had a writer that wrote something and then they brought it to you and you're just like brought their whole thing to life and they were just like damn how did you even see it this way or like did you see it better than they saw it oh or?
2: yeah 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 uh, In my experience a lot of it comes from uh, nowadays i do mainly kind of commercial uh and music video work mm-hmm. but my background's definitely in narrative and excuse me uh, my background definitely in narrative like I did a lot of that I went to college at UNT and I was in the oh, film that's program my own oh yeah she went too. to UNT I, went, yeah.
1: yes, I did it for fashion design so
2: I was a, yeah, yeah that's dope yeah yeah but I, yeah I did the film program there and uh, basically there it was I, or all the projects I was on was focused on narrative so I did a ton of short films uh-huh. my goal in while I was in college was I was mainly doing cinematography work it's yeah. like let me do the cinematography for everyone's project i almost didn't say no to anyone i was so overwhelmed in the best way possible Mm -hmm. because when i like i guess knew that oh being on set and filming things and this is the experience Mm -hmm. like they're providing equipment that i couldn't afford they're providing right um uh, you're in school so these are your peers these Uh, are people you're socializing mm -hmm. with but also growing with and on a certain level, competing with, right? Yeah. Yes. And so I'm like, yo, let me just throw myself in. And so mm-hmm. it was nothing but short films. So it was uh, a ton of scripts I had to read through, have bring to life. And so I was more on uh, when you talk about like, oh, maybe. Uh, Directing something for a writer. I wasn't doing that because I was doing the cinematography work But Mm -hmm. I was bringing these images to life Mm -hmm. that they couldn't really have imagined or maybe they did kind of imagine in a certain way Yeah, but I brought it to life even better And so that's really kind of my background of how I was able to I guess get the skills and I guess form whatever talent around like putting these images together.
0: I um to specifically talk about one of the videos that you had that you posted uh i think it was on your instagram and then i went to your website i saw it again it was uh the Mi rancho querido oh yeah it was definitely a passion project of mine and and when i saw that one it uh reminded me so much and captured like the essence of like what it was like in mexico for me because i'm Mm -hmm. kind of from a similar area it was in san luis right Mm -hmm where my mom was from where i spent summers there and stuff like that and when i saw it i was like it wasn't even like there wasn't a narrative to what you were filming but it definitely captured a whole bunch of emotions it almost reminded me of like like one of those films that you see where like the cinematography or like the cinematography of a show like breaking bad or something where it captured like uh the way albuquerque is the essence of albuquerque and you captured that and i was just like curious like um so you were in a place like that in Mexico and stuff like that. So like you were probably going since you were a little kid and stuff, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. First of all, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm glad you watched it. Glad you enjoyed that. Yeah. So thank you for those compliments. Uh, I, uh, I, so, so that entire project was a, just a passion project that Mm -hmm. I kind of filmed over the course of like the past, like maybe six to eight years and you know, and it's just a short video, but it was really just a, Kind of like a like a tribute to yeah. that place, Mesquita Leo in San Luis Potosí, Mexico, which is where my parents are from, mm-hmm. where they grew up. So it's just a small ranch in Mexico, very humble beginnings, like no yeah, electricity, yeah, getting water out of the well. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's right. They were even doing
0: that in one of the videos. Yeah, that's where
2: they migrated yeah. out of. And so like I've been, my parents have been taking me to this place. Mm-hmm. Since forever Like I was born in the US They were born in Mexico So they, the whole story is They immigrated And uh, they never forgot Where they were Yeah. And I don't think They necessarily were Trying to instill in me Like hey don't forget Where we're from Kind of deal But it was more of a like They had to go back To visit family mm-hmm. They had to go back To take care of the small house They did have there mm-hmm. And so by default It's like well the kids are coming I have four yeah, old, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Four other brothers And it's mm-hmm. like oh, You're all coming with us and uh, over time, you know, as I, I guess, started forming into like a filmmaker, I started just filming stuff, and then I just had a collection of footage, and then I went back like maybe three years ago and got some new footage, on an iPhone, and I just like put it all together, and I was like, all right. Oh, rancho. that was some of that
0: was on iPhone. Uh-huh. Oh, That's
2: bro. Cool. Yeah, it's like mi rancho querido, so it's basically like, like my beloved ranch, mm-hmm. like my beloved like. Um, home of my parents type deal so it's like a love letter kind of yeah yeah so um yeah and so when you speak about like oh it doesn't necessarily have a narrative it's Mm -hmm. very much like a kind of documentary driven Mm -hmm. piece but there's no like interviews there's no necessarily like a like a protagonist or a main character Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just what i call kind of like a postmodern like uh uh like home video done Mm -hmm. really well (laughs) yeah that sounds about right like
0: i'm telling you like when i saw that video and i was like fuck i almost felt like crying bro like i was like i was like man i don't know what this is but i just know that like this is something that it definitely touched me on an emotional level wow and like anybody who's out there and anybody who has like who, who grew up in mexico or like in, a, in a, like a little small ranch like that or like a little colonia man, It's so humbling, yeah, like man. you should just watch it and uh, we'll put all that in the details of the podcast just so you can check it out i, I suggest that anybody should watch it uh another video that you also had that i, I know i had reposted on instagram a while back it was a, a black lives matter video mm-hmm. and um and and the way you capture like the city and like in the protests and stuff like that like I, like, would you say that you're like a political person or like that you have like, or that you've been radicalized? I mean, I'm not saying black lives is <laughs> no, radicalized good. thing, you but good. I'm just saying,
2: yeah, I think, uh, I think I've always definitely held, uh, I always tell people I don't have strong opinions, nor do I have like a strong political leaning. Mm-hmm. I'm just very self aware. Therefore also very aware of the world, uh-huh. very aware of who I am, what i look like how i identify to people and how they identify to me and what that means for me existing in that space and that i guess in essence is political but i'm more socio-political, meaning uh yeah. i understand socially my place and who i am for instance uh here in this podcast like people don't know me from a surface level they're like all right a mexican dude yeah uh filmmaker that's what they know me as they don't know entirely much of my background yet so that's what they're going to see me as yeah um if i'm in like a different context like i also skateboard Mm -hmm. if i'm outside skateboarding i don't know in some suburb or even at like a college campus Mm -hmm. and uh, i have on like i don't know like a tank top i got tattoos and i'm not in a professional setting I know what I look like to those people. Yeah. Oh, this Mexican dude with tattoos, mm-hmm. skateboarding. He may or may not be a, it depends what your perspective is. He may or may mm-hmm. not be able to yeah. like no good or he might be a cool dude or he might be this or that. And so basically why I'm stating that is because, uh, I don't think I'm necessarily like a radical. I don't think I'm politicized in any way, yeah. but to pretend like, I don't know who I am would be a disservice to myself. And therefore, any kind of lineage or anything connected to it. So if that's radical, cool. But if not, whatever. (laughs) But So, yeah, I'm also like. (laughs) I was just joking about the radicalization of uh, your politics. For sure. But I guess I'm just saying that in general as just to be like, I think by default, yeah, uh, things because I I care about things. Uh Yeah. If it happens to be political, cool. And it's like I don't even mean it to be; it just is. Yeah, I just I can't separate myself from my skin color, nor my lineage or heritage, or none of that. And I don't want to. <laughs> well,
0: well, but like, uh, kind of like what to touch on what you just said about like the way that uh, it, it all depends on another person's perspective, especially if they're in the suburbs and like them prejudging you based off the color of your skin or mm-hmm. the fact that you have tattoos or that you're Mexican or is. whatever. And that's just how it but, is. But th- a part of you also understands that some people have that perspective because of another reason, Mm -hmm. whether it be through the roots of like white supremacy. Mm Uh, I mean like there's some, so much stuff out there that if, if anything, those people are the ones that have deep rooted insecurities and problems in their head. And you, the fact that you even understand that in a way by nature makes you kind of political because Mm -hmm. you understand that there's a lot of people who like, i mean i don't know how to how to say it. no i get Emma, what you're,
2: you're saying you get what I mean. yeah but I, it's yeah and it's a, i think it's a great conversation to have because uh, moving forward like a lot of the work that i'm producing or planning i think it it doesn't mean to be political but it is or it yeah. has some sort of like social effect on people mm-hmm. because i'm out here just trying to share my truths and my experiences true and they're not like there's not many Mexican or Mexican American or Chicano like films or, or content out there. So by default, it's like, I'm not trying to escape any of that. It's just going to be what it is now. Now that doesn't mean like tokenize my work or myself and be like, Oh, he is like a Mexican filmmaker or Mm -hmm. a Chicano filmmaker. And that's all he does. Like, no, I could direct, I could direct a whole cast of white people. I could direct a whole crew Mm -hmm. of white people. And honestly, a lot of times it is that that's what I'm doing. And that's fine. But for my more like, Uh, I guess personal or passion projects I definitely am doing what I can to put people of color and doing my I guess my own personal work as like oh well let me tell the stories that I know like I support like black women I support all kinds of people um that aren't me and when I say that it's because oh sorry uh, sprite uh when I say that it's because um there's there's certain films like in film school i made some films where i was intentionally being like yo i'm gonna make some pro like lgbt stuff because in my psyche at the moment i was like yo like could i make a film Mm -hmm. something that i'm pro i'm like yo be who the hell you are whoever the fuck you are be that like don't let anyone tell you otherwise because there's instances where maybe i've had where it's like oh maybe it's not cool to be mexican or be cool to be that and i'm like yo so they're feeling the same thing i'm feeling Mm. like if there's a black woman in a certain space and you're being told or being looked at even if no one says it in a room but you look different Mm -hmm. uh, for you the fashion world that's a that's a whole and a lot of these industries (laughs) are predominantly white right Mm -hmm. and for you male right like because as a woman in that space i see that in like my crews or productions i'm like oh i don't have that many women on set and when i get a chance to do so i will But even then, it's like if I'm not calling the shots, I can't really hire if I'm not the producer or the person funding it. I'm not really. uh, Anyway, so that's a whole long story. But basically Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is there's points where I made films about other people, other marginalized people Mm -hmm. with the best intentions. And I'm still young, but I was younger then. And I figured out like, yo, like I can keep trying to do these things. But the best stories I know are my own so as much as i want to be like oh let me make this dope film about this person who goes through this thing i'm like if i don't if i'm not them or or not them necessarily but if i don't relate to them or know that story it's gonna be hard to come off authentic like when you watch that film where i was just documenting something that was me Mm -hmm. and that you could relate to i I feel like i did my job right Mm -hmm. now if i if i decided to be like oh let me I don't know, make a film about this kid in the suburb that does this, this and that. I'm like, that's not, I don't, yeah, not, don't know, I don't know about that. that. right? Yeah. So, you know, if maybe as a director and, and really trying to find that story, I, I could work to make it, you know, I can make it work, but it's not gonna have the same feeling. It's not gonna have the same impact. And so all that to basically say, like, I, I've, I've learned to really tell things from my own perspective and try to find thematic things that are like universal and even if that starts with just myself. So maybe I can't make the best film with, I don't know, this LBGT like lead or this lead that's someone else that's not me, or maybe I can, but really I've been like, I've been taking time to be like, all right, maybe I just gotta tell my stories. Cause even then, whether they're good or not, like, it's about me. So, so what y'all going to do? What y'all
0: going to say? Well, it seems like you would go in with an open mind anyways, like w- sure. when it comes to doing stuff and, and the fact that anytime you take any approach to what you do, your talent will transcend whatever it is that you do because you have actual talent, you know what I'm saying? And it reflects in your work. Um, well, I appreciate you were going to say something.
1: So in relation to the black lives matter, the circle back around to the video Luis was talking about, um, as far as it being something that you care about what in that in particular made you decide that it was worth sharing i know it's uh been more publicized with the protests everywhere and so i was just curious as to yeah
2: (laughs) so i've always been with the shits i guess to put it frank like i'm always i've always been with like the the social movement of the idea of Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. as a movement, as a slogan, as everything. Mm -hmm. Like uh, growing up in a predominantly uh, black African-American and uh, Latino, mainly Mexican-American neighborhood, Mm -hmm. for me to pretend like I didn't see how we grew up and then see kind of the trajectory of a brown kid and a black kid growing up and the difference is even there and mm-hmm. I hadn't even really seen white people in my neighborhood like that. And so I'm like, damn, it must've been even harder for like if you put black and white, like, I'm like, yo, that, that struggle is way different. Mm-hmm. Cause I think in a way in my neighborhood, I'm like, I think the Brown kids are a little bit better and that could be argued one way or another. Yeah. And so anyways, and like, uh, basically all that is say, is like I grew up assimilating into a lot of black culture. Like I come from immigrant parents from Mexico. Spanish was our first language. But as soon as you leave the house, you're going to school. And who's, yeah. in, who's in my school? Black teachers. Mm-hmm. Some black women. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, like, for me to pretend like that's not been part of my life, I'm like, yo, like, if I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm not with the Black Lives Matter shit. It's like, so you're saying you moved into, like, your parents moved here into a neighborhood and assimilated into, like, an African-American neighborhood, and you're going to pretend, like, that shit don't matter? Mm-hmm. i would be doing a disservice to myself and my community. Mm-hmm. So... uh. I've also always had, especially like growing up, like I, when I was like skateboarding, in mm-hmm. uh, just that very nature. It's kind of, kind of, kind of punk rock. Also, kind of very like hood and rap. It's like a mixture of cultures for me, where it was kind of anti-establishment. So I was always like, yeah, like the yeah. cops are tripping <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah like skating like, in abandoned yeah. places you ain't supposed to be yeah. skating and shit Yeah, like getting kicked out of spots Yeah, and then so as I started learning more about like the social issues that affect me or the people around me Whether they be brown people black people and then like going to a university and learning more and being learning more about my craft being mm-hmm. like oh filmmaking is pointing the camera to show the stories that you want shown. So historically, uh, Hollywood or filmmaking, it's all been really just white, white people telling their stories Mm -hmm. or telling other people's stories. So I'm like, oh, I have the power in my hands now. Like a camera, anyone's a media, anyone's a a media company or a filmmaker or an advertiser or whatever Mm -hmm. you wanna call it. You have the power of creating images and putting those out there via social media now via the internet via youtube we didn't have that power back then you can do it now mm-hmm. so when i film part of my film uh the passion film uh, mirancho Mi uh, querido on an iphone is because we can do that yeah yeah i can shoot something on an iphone and you can watch it and be like damn like the message is getting to me mm-hmm. so for that black lives uh matter demonstration we shut down a highway i had a friend who was basically like, hey i got this like I got, I, I, you know, I'm I'm meeting up with my people in defense of black lives in Dallas. We're going to hold this demonstration. We're going to shut down the highway. We're going to throw a banner down. Are you free? And I'm like, yeah, like, let's go. (laughs) And I had like multiple conversations with a ton of people, like weeks before about like all this shit that was happening, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, this all sucks. But I also didn't feel like it was necessarily in my place to be Mm -hmm. like, oh, I haven't put anything out in like months because of the shutdown there's some things that i edited that i could have put out but I, I didn't make anything directly to be like oh i stand with black lives matter this or that because i didn't necessarily feel like I was in my place i can do that in like real life with mm-hmm. conversations and stuff but then i i had a moment where i was like wait like but you can kind of, if someone's asking you to go help or to go, you know, document something. Like they're not asking the news because the news isn't going to show up like, hey, we're about to go do this thing and shit on oh, the highway. Like they're yeah, going to call the cops yeah. on you. It yeah. might show differently, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So that, so it was just like a friend like, hey, come out if you can, it'd be great. And I was like, you know what? I was kind of, I wasn't even on the fence. I just wasn't thinking like, maybe it's not my place to say like, I could make a post and be like, yo, Black Lives Matter, this or that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Which is great to be in solidarity but i was also like reminding myself like yo if you don't go do this uh you want control of the narrative so why not why not do it why not help so Mm -hmm. basically standing by what i was preaching earlier is like we have the ability even with your phone to go on instagram live to go on twitter on facebook whatever and record something and now you are a media outlet you're 200, 2,000 followers can turn into 20,000 really quick, yeah. or at least viewers on that video. So I, I've always cared about black lives. I've always cared about marginalized people. And I was like, I didn't intend to be like, I'm gonna make this thing during this lockdown in support of black lives. There was just an opportunity for me to show up and I showed up.
1: And I think that's really awesome that you did that, in su- not just in support, but to also just kind of shed a different light on things. I think um, when you tend to see what's on the news and how they document things, (laughs) and from like a person that's actually in the protest that's Mm -hmm. recording with their phones, or um, as you were there to help out to just be a viewer Mm -hmm. uh, without it being, without it having, supposed to be having a certain narrative like sometimes the news is like oh this is an uproar and something (laughs) like in a negative aspect um i think Mm -hmm. it's it's refreshing to to see that difference because i think for a long time it was just the news and what we saw on the news Mm -hmm. and now we have um, actual people that it could be the same exact thing but it may not be what you think it is um you have two sides of the story literally shown So I think that's awesome that you able to show a another side of that.
2: Yeah, I know it's gonna sound weird, but I showed up there first in solidarity, but also I was capturing it unbiased. And I know that Mm -hmm. sounds weird because it's like, oh, well, you're saying you're there for Black Lives and you're there to support this demonstration, these protesters, but at the same time you're being unbiased. It's like, well, because the intention of the camera was to show doc, literally just document. Here's Mm -hmm. what's happening. I'm not telling anyone, hey, do this. Hey, do that. I'm there to document. Mm -hmm. And then when I edit it, I'm like, this is something that happened. This is what happened. Mm -hmm. End of story. Now, how you react is up to you. Mm -hmm. You could watch it and be like, this is the most horrible thing I've ever seen. Or you could be like, this is beautiful. This is great. And so that goes back to the perspective and the identity kind of thing is like, uh, I don't control that. I went in there. I had an intent. And I also had an unbiased way of showing that. Mm -hmm. But I could have went in there with the bias, both being like, this is entirely pro-black and we're with the shits no matter what. Or I could have been like, look at these troublemakers in the streets. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and then, you know, that would have (laughs) been I would never do that. Well, the
0: fact that you take the unbiased approach and it just happens to be your art you captured everything through your art and you gave us a a look through your perspective, whether you say it's unbiased and when you watch it, you're just all like, okay, I can see this. And and it wasn't like disparaging to anybody or anything like that. It just happened to be a piece of art that kind of reflects maybe your unconscious mind and your unconscious mind just supports black lives matter. You know what I'm saying? You went in with the approach of like being unbiased, but in actuality, Not to say that you you did it purposely. I'm just saying, like, it it, it was very in support of everything.
2: I guess the way to put it, too, is like in the actual art, I try to be unbiased. But as a person, I could easily be like, yeah, like, I don't really like like police. And it's not a matter of me being like, fuck the police. It's more of like an articulate, like, hey, uh, if I go out and kill somebody or shoot somebody. I'm gonna get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's an argument to be made if it's in self-defense and I have a license with a gun, but for the police on the other hand, like, it kinda really doesn't matter. They can get away with this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I guess my issue lies is that more times than not, like, a person who goes and commits a crime and shoots someone and kills them will be charged, will be put in prison. Yeah. A police officer g- goes and does it they're, you know, they're at work, they're, they're at, at home. home for a week and then they get back to work. It's, it's yeah. certain they get things put in place. Yeah so, yeah. so, so, so like, I'm not afraid to be like that. Like, oh yeah, like let's defund or let's, uh, reallocate how we police or let's, uh, dismantle. And let's also figure out how can we put up better services where it's not the police who show up all the time. Maybe it's, uh, it, a may, maybe it's, a uh, someone who, if you, for instance, you get a call and someone's kind of having a psychotic breakdown. I don't think police mm-hmm. should show up, I, I, right? I, I, a mental breakdown, and the police show up and escalate it. It should be mm-hmm. someone else. We it need should. therapy. We need all these other people. And there's going to be an argument one way or another. So it's not, I'll have to go into that too deep. But like I do feel these things. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm pretty like anti this or that. But mm-hmm. but I don't think... Because it's hard to make a media piece. Because is what it is. It's hard to make a, a film or a video or even just make some images that are just that it, cause it's not like, who are you? Who's your audience? Like at that point, I'd really be like with my pro black people and with my pro this and that people, they'd be all, oh, this is so dope. And like, that's cool. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, so I'm never going to get to that mm-hmm. uh, other side. The, like that, the, the other people yeah. who are already against who already don't care about black lives or don't care about this or that or marginalized people. So I'm never going to get to them. And that's kind of the dilemma that I'm still trying to break. <laughs> that's just what it is. I'm still trying to figure out, Yeah. damn, so I'm making these things. How can they reach more people? And some and it is, even my own friends would be like, but why would you want to do that? And I'm like, well, it's not necessarily like my life goal to do it, but if I could crack that code, wouldn't that be nice?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely get that because when I write a joke sometimes, and, and it's not so much that like, Like, I want to write a joke that's going to cure the the racism (laughs) of the world or anything like that. It's just a lot of the people that I liked growing up were really good at satire. Somebody like like Chris Rock. Chris Rock was my favorite growing up. And satire essentially is just holding up a mirror to society. And it's not so much that when you're holding up a mirror to society that you're like, all you're saying is, like, look, this is you. I'm not making any of this up. This is you. Do you know what I'm saying? And, like, yours is almost more directly holding up a mirror to society because you're, and especially in your photography, that you're like, look, like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? This is what I caught. This is real life. This is you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not having to uh manufacture a joke or, like, uh make up some crazy scenario like I am, like, when I write material, but like it just i don't know it's just like you're giving people like themselves you're just showing them them you know what i'm saying like
2: for sure yeah and a lot of times i guess the goal for me is like or it's like a goal that i don't know that i'd ever reach and it's okay but it's almost wanting to be universal without you know being true to myself telling my truth but still trying to be universal Mm -hmm. so I, i get what you're saying in that comedic space it's like you're just trying to hold up a mirror with this kind of satire and you know, turn kind of the world on itself. Like, hey, look, yeah. this is how things are, and it's you know, there's some there's some funny to it, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. And
1: I was gonna say, like, in relation to, as you were men- as you were mentioning, like, um like killings and things of that nature, whether it's in self defense, and I know that that's been like a very um, thin line, is what we feel like um in society and what legally is set in place and so I was looking the other day at uh it's called campaign zero and so it's like an organization that just uh puts information out there and it's in relation to finding better ways maybe enacting maybe policies that can help with that and uh, out of curiosity I was uh on the webpage, and I was looking at different things that I think just for me as an individual that I probably wouldn't even thought about before. Um, to to see what's happening, like um, how it's called like a broken windows policy, and then I mean, I'm like, broken windows, what is that? Well, it's just kind of a name that's given for like mm-hmm. more so minor defenses, uh, minor offenses, um, and then also like things about body cams and stuff like that and it's not necessarily like when i was reading it it wasn't necessarily saying oh let's just defund the police but um it was saying like hey if we do this put this in place then then it would allow it to be ran smoothly like whether it's more training or whether it's um giving grants so that you know, more officers will have body cams or if it's allowing, um, minor offenses not to be charged as heavily or things of that nature. Like I feel like, and even it goes into things about jur- um, grand jury selections, all of those type of things like, um, play a part all together. And, and I was thinking like, it's, 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 organizations out there, nonprofits, and stuff like that, they're out there just in general. And it wasn't necessarily, I felt like, oh, it was just about uh, my minorities. I mean, it, of course, that is a, a large number that are affected by that. But just in general, they were just laying out the information and like, hey, this is just what's in place in general. It may be affecting minorities more but but you should know that these things are there, just period, and that it does affect people. And um, they had a bar chart on there, which I thought was crazy. That um, and it was in one year, and I and I want to say it wasn't 2020, of course, cause we're not done with it yet. But I think it was maybe a, a few years back, showing like in a year how many police killings it was, just in general. Um. And I think it was, like, about a 1,000. And then they show other countries how much lower it was. Mm -hmm. And then I get – I feel like just visually it makes you wonder, like, what are other countries doing as far as, like, policing goes where it's significantly lower. And so um, that just made me think about that because it's just – more so just giving you the facts mm-hmm. just like just numbers and yeah. then just just straight out policies well, one thing there. that
0: the chime in on that is um like when you say the thing with other countries and this is mm-hmm. something that i actually heard today on a podcast where because you know ruth bader ginsburg just passed away uh the oh, yeah. chief justice yeah. of the supreme yeah. court and uh when she she, she went to law school here i want to say it was harvard law school but before women were actually allowed to Mm -hmm. go here so she wasn't able to get in so what she did she went to sweden and over there women were allowed to go into law school and stuff like that uh and at that time that shows just how much more progressive a country like sweden and stuff like that was so like it's not so much that america is it's all a free country it's not it just hasn't been free for everybody but all the other countries around it have been kind of progressive. So I guess I could see how maybe police killings and stuff like that aren't that high over there because, because people understand and maybe they care about their people a little more. And and also like,
1: or maybe like there's different policies also put in place. Well, one of the
0: Um, biggest policies that we have here, especially when it comes to police is qualified immunity. So like, And if anybody who's listening, you should just Google qualified immunity because I'm sure you'll find way more information about it than what I'm about to uh, pontificate about. But what I'm saying is that qualified immunity is basically a cop. All a cop has to do after killing somebody is to say that I was in danger or I felt that I was in danger. Do you know what I'm saying? And they almost like always, always get off all because of this thing called qualified immunity. And it's it's crazy that, that that's a. That's a thing that, that police still have. And that's probably why so many people die at the hands of police. And it's not just uh, brown and black people, because there's a lot of white people that get that's killed. You know say. what I'm saying? Just, that's just what's crazy. It's like, yeah, it's, they should be it's, an uproar, it's, just, too. Just in general.
1: Yes, like, it's,
2: it's, it's definitely, uh, it sucks. There people. Are, what is American culture? That's so, American culture. Yeah, that is yeah American I mean, it's culture. like a lot of violence and aggression from things that we never really, uh, that America never really like kind of put a band-aid on all the things that have happened in the past but we're not solving anything mm-hmm. like people go to prison they the idea i guess early was like oh someone did something wrong we're gonna jail them and hopefully rehabilitate them it's like there's no rehabilitation no, happening here all that kind of stuff it's like none of that's happening like it's all a big money machine and so i'm not gonna be telling you, i got all the answers so like yeah. all of that mm-hmm. those facts everything you guys just said like it it sucks it's like an ugly truth and then me, I guess, as a filmmaker, it's like, yo, I, like, I learn about all these things, but it's like, what can I do with this? And part of me is like, well, all these work great in a documentary for like the narrative stuff. I'm like, I mean, you could you could create a story in a very real story mm-hmm. and form its own like scripted narrative out of that. But at the same time, I'm like, man, that's so so big and heavy that I don't have the answers for. It's gonna be a film that I make that's gonna hit all these heartstrings, yeah. hit to a point, and it's just gonna leave you. It's a reflection reality i'm not gonna have an answer and those are some really sad and terrible films but that's what america is like we're just again putting band-aids on everything it's like Mm -hmm. yo like
1: we gotta learn like we don't know so much like it's uh it's it's crazy even that little bit you know i wouldn't not i think it's something not necessarily that you don't want to know but it's just like where do you start to Mm -hmm. learn those things just as a general person that's not necessarily like in law or something of that nature Mm -hmm. so it's like where do you start and then it's just like those type of organizations that's like hey take a quick look at this we kind of dumbed it down so you could understand (laughs) america
0: is like essentially like just a big-ass casino dude like like and the more money that you have in a casino the better they treat you do you get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the people in the high roller room, shit, they got people waiting on them hand and foot, <laughs> yeah. like straight up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you need a private jet? Oh, you want a you wanna room for the night? You want you want free buffets and shit? Yeah. But the people in the penny slots and shit like that, they're just like, you want a drink? I
1: know, and, that's then, like, and then you, you they'll spit in it right, in the right before soda.
0: they give it to you type hey. shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You've been in the casino like you, a lot. Yeah, you, you can go get a free soda. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just the system is rigged in order to help the very rich yeah no no
2: that that's how it is i mean it's it's working exactly how it was built to work which is very unfortunate but again it comes down to these like uh i'm very big on like sure getting educated on certain things Mm -hmm. yeah But there's a certain level where i'm like all right i know this stuff but i it's like damn what do you do with it like you're Mm -hmm. talking about like all right we get to the surface level information and then you just go about your day. Just existing like, okay. Yeah. yeah. You tell and somebody then, else, you're yeah. like, Hey, guess what? I yeah. just read. And, and you're <laughs> just like hoping at no point. Is it like directly in your face, even mm-hmm. though you're in it? Like, you know, it's like, yeah. damn, like,
0: uh, to, to lighten up. Cause I know you got to get out of here soon, man. I, uh, I was going to ask you like, so like as somebody who, uh, how old are you? I'm 26. So 26. Okay. So like, what would you say or when did you like know or like like what did you see growing up or what did you read growing up or like is there like a favorite movie or something that really like you're like man i want to like this is what i want to do kind of thing or what
2: yeah, I was seven years old watching Power Rangers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to take over the world. <laughs> nah, I was uh, I don't know. we <laughs> some putties that's in the a, chest. That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, yo, when the, when the uh, there's a Power Rangers in space. i Have you seen that? Uh, I don't know. So I'm, yeah. j- I'm joking. I, 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 think, oh, yeah. I, I was joking just now, but now nah, I just remembered. Like, all right, so there's this Power Rangers in space. <laughs> yeah. There was an episode where they met the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> what really? There's this uh, man. There's I want... this, I'm gonna Google it right quick. There's this episode where the Power Rangers. That's
0: crazy. Because uh, I, I, I... The, I want to say cause uh, there, there's this documentary on Netflix thing about uh, or it's like a series about toys, right? About how Ninja Turtles was created like just to sell toys. And so was Power Rangers and they come from like the same thing. So I could easily see how there was an episode with both of them. Together. Yeah, I can
2: Google it cause my phone's tripping. But basically I don't know why that came out, but there's just this image embedded in my head of it don't matter what kind of Power Rangers, but they're in space and <laughs> they're walking. And on the other side, the Ninja Turtles are walking and they meet halfway and they shake hands. And I, I guess I've been trying to live my life to <laughs> yeah, reach that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. level of like dopeness. Like, <laughs> yeah, yo, yeah. how can I get that fucking cool? Yeah, <laughs> in, all in outer space and <laughs> shit. Yo. Hell yeah. yeah. But yeah, you can look that up later. Uh, I don't know <laughs> um, why that came up. You can ask your question I, I'm again. Gonna, I, I, I forgot I'm, what the question was. I,
0: I'm going to have to look it up and uh, put it in the details of the podcast so y'all can see it too. So that's uh,
2: something I saw growing up. That was on TV. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good.
0: No, um. There was a, uh, shit, some of the photography you've done for Chicano Batman, which is one of my favorite bands and uh, me and Sharia went to go see mm-hmm. them a couple of years ago at the Granada and I was just like, yo, like Germans fucking doing photos for Chicano Batman, which I thought was really dope. Like how, how did that come about or what? Yeah,
2: no, those dudes are dope. I'm not going to pretend like I know them, know them like that, but they're dope. Like, uh, I was hoping to, mm-hmm. because, uh, again, everyone's covid ruined everyone's 2020 so mm-hmm. i was gonna go on a tour with them oh shit! i was gonna be on tour with them for like three months dude Damn. Right, we're doing it we're gonna be everywhere yeah yeah so i i uh i was doing a i was shooting some other gig in new york uh i think last year 2019 in like october and then i i had like a day or two off and i was still in new york and i saw that chicano batman was in town in mm-hmm. new york and i was like i oh, would be dope to go see them, right? I was already a fan of their music. I'm going to say like fanatic, but I was like, oh, they're dope. You know, a casual listener. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I always thought they were dope. And then I like, I'm like a big time, like, uh, just go and get it. Go and ask for it. Go and do it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, I'm going to reach out. DM, like, yo. And then you know, I already got some work to show for her. Obviously, like, yeah. yo, I'm pulling up to the show. Uh, I'm a photographer Obviously more professional Than what I'm saying now yeah, But it was yeah, like yeah. Basically like And I emailed I DM'd, and emailed them And was like I want to shoot photos At your show mm-hmm. And then like A few hours I think If I can remember correctly Before the show Their manager I think Either their manager Or Carlos One of the two Carlos with well, the guitar They reached well, out Basically and were like Yeah Let's do it And awesome. so Just from there It just spawned Like that whole day I pretty much got to spend With them at the venue Yeah Went to go eat, uh, got a burger with Bardo, uh, met everyone, mm-hmm. Eduardo, Gabriel, they're all dope. Yeah, and uh, I really just worked with them that day. Mm-hmm. They loved the photos. They were all cool. You know, we got along. And then, like a few months from that time, uh, Carlos and their manager basically Carlos the guitar and then their manager mm-hmm. reached out and basically was like, "Hey, these guys got a tour in 2020." Like. They they want you on. Yeah. And yeah. Like, obviously it didn't happen, but it's <laughs> yeah, still It's all good. though. Like they're it's they're the of, homies cool. now. Like yeah. I uh again I'm not gonna pretend yeah. like I've been knowing them forever, mm-hmm. but from like the little moment I'm like, Oh,
0: this would well, have been cool. Well they this would have been fun. They seem like uh pretty cool people and uh actually like a couple of years ago I hit him hit them up, DM, same thing. I saw they were coming back. I think they were coming to Fort Worth or something. I sent them a message. I was like, yo, like, I'm a comedian, and uh, shit, I'd love to go open up for y'all if y'all have uh, any spots or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that dude, Carlos, actually reached back out. He's like, yo, bro, I appreciate it, or whatever. It was real nice and shit. Yeah. He's like, man, the show's already, like, booked and everything like that, but just, man, just come out or whatever, and shit. They're just, I mean, you can just tell they're, they're, they're yeah, cool. Yeah, and, like and down I, to I earth think people.
2: They're, they're, you know, they're a great band. They They still got years and years of success ahead of them as great oh, as they are sure, yeah and i think a big part of that comes from if you ever meet them they're just cool down earth like humble dudes mm-hmm. obviously they're about their business when they need to play and need to rehearse and need to practice they'll get on their deal yeah but me from just knowing them for that one day and having took photos with them and having just communicated whether the dm or email i'm like oh they're professional but they're also like uh not afraid to like s- sign like an autograph or mm-hmm. or again answer one of their dms when they have time so yeah. like that kind of stuff goes a long ways so, yeah, well my
0: there. only beef with chicano batman is that i went to one of their concerts <laughs> and like they only had like up to 2x and t-shirts and shit so like <laughs>
1: oh yeah i'm remember. i I'm gonna hold
0: that grudge for luwaka sherry's i'm like oh let me buy you a shirt and we just went to the concert i was like they ain't gonna have my size and yeah. she's like You'll lose weight into like, it. Yeah. And I have Yeah. It. Come on, Carlos. <laughs> it's Carlos. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Y'all Come need to step y'all's merch Let's get, a, it. yeah. get a, a big and tall Chicano yeah. Batman section. Go up to
1: 4X, 405.
0: <laughs> uh, I know we're pushing time, man. Special <laughs> <order>. <laughs> 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 we're, we're, <laughs> All <laughs> right. Special order. A special yeah, order request. two shirts together. <laughs> Send it in the DM. <laughs> yeah. They got a, a four. A- a- if I go, <laughs> if
2: I get on this tour in 2021, maybe we can make it happen. Yeah. Hey, man. Get up in their ear with that shit. I'm going to sneak one out.
0: I know that we're going to about to wrap this up man we enjoying the conversation maybe we'll have you back hopefully in like 10 episodes or whenever you got time again man uh we usually try to end the podcast the same way sharia usually has some stuff that she wants uh some current events or topics or something on her mind and we we try to close it out with that so yeah
1: sure so i wanted to do this topic based off of the brianna taylor Mm -hmm. um and and your thoughts on that um I realized that they've been doing, like, a lot of artistic, like, work. Have you noticed that? Like, um, just in general, like, the images. um, I, mean, I know they probably Photoshopped and did some art mm-hmm. on those type of things as well. And they also have a documentary that's on FX or Hulu. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Um, no, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but just in general, like, what are your thoughts about... Um, just how much that that's taken over social media because it's been a few months um i think that i haven't seen something like that yeah like in a long time yeah
2: no that's a really uh it's it's another one of those it's great to remember someone's name know their face and for people to continue to share that obviously we found out now like nothing's really happening to these police officers I think is what we found out yesterday yes. where it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah, these guys, they're getting like a very small charge, but they're not getting any sort of uh, punishment for, for actually her, going for and her. murdering her. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, well, they're in trouble for the warrant. That's it. Or something like that, and I'm like, "Yo," the, and I don't the, have all my facts. So. The misfires, the misfires that went to yeah. the
1: neighbors, uh, the neighbors' apartment. Yeah, and they
0: they actually got charged for that only. I think the yeah, misfires that's, that's, that went to the just yeah. that house.
1: only. And I think that was just one per One, one, or, one of them. One mm-hmm. Yeah, person.
2: and so that's exactly what I'm saying is there's no, there's no other kind of actions being taken. So it sucks. Like I'm angry at that. Uh, but before I get into that, I I think it's also important because I am. I have like a media literacy, Mm -hmm. I think as a filmmaker, and I have to have that. I wish everyone had it. But what I mean by that is I understand again, again, what media does, how that affects people, how you can use that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, for instance, you're a comedian. Uh, You've took hold of what used to be a radio station. what used to be a radio show, which is now modern day, the podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you said, I'm a comedian. I do this, this and that, you know, you write, obviously you're a writer and you obviously, I'm sure have plans to make, you know films a or, or porn, shows yeah. and a bunch of <laughs> <Or> <laughs> yeah all that kind of stuff yeah. so basically you're you're taking control of that though <laughs> you're yeah. taking control of all of it and uh uh same way i understand that uh being on social media itself is another platform of how to take control mm-hmm. of your narrative and how right. to kind of market and do stuff like that so everyone like sharing her name and art mm-hmm. and stuff like that on one hand, it's great. But on the other hand, I'm like, damn, it, 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 it became a meme. Like it became, mm, yeah. it became a like, oh, let me just throw this in there. Like, you know, arrest the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. But at the same time, it's like, oh, people were throwing that in everywhere. So on one hand, all the art, the murals, the portraits, mm-hmm. all that was great and beautiful. Uh, but it goes to show how far social media can take you. Which is why Mm -hmm. i talked about earlier like oh i can make these posts or make a video anti this anti that pro black lives yeah Mm -hmm. pro uh this and that but it's like man how far does that take you it's Mm -hmm. still you know understanding going back to the media literacy understanding how this affects you Mm -hmm. how this affects the world it's important to know like what that could do for you how to benefit you but at the same time it's like okay we're not going to forget her name but I personally, maybe it's just my fault, but I, I don't think, I think if you ask, I don't know, I'm going to throw a number at that. I think if you ask one out of like 10 people if they know any of the officer's name in the case, mm-hmm. I don't think most of them are going to know. Mm-hmm. But I think m- everyone's going to know Brianna Taylor. So it's like, wow, we, this is again why I kind of go at different angles sometimes. Like, why, n- all right, so I know why we shouldn't forget Brianna Taylor's name. But what about these officers? Like, why don't we know their
1: names? I think in the beginning, it was that way. I think in the very beginning, especially um, on Instagram, because I know I'm on Instagram quite a bit, they had a lineup of the different offices. N- now I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I can't even remember like what they looked like or what their names were, but it was in the beginning. And then um, there was also, which I really thought was very creative, um, and hopefully I, I hope it was effective was that they tied. And this is also on Instagram that I noticed they tied a petition to like a social media post. So it's like, um, oh, you, yeah. you see this art oh, yeah. and, and it captures your eye. And you're like, Oh man, that's, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, make sure that you sign okay, this yeah, petition. Yeah, yeah.
2: Now let's uh, now that's great. That's taking it a step further. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, turning your, Uh, turning your platform your own media Mm -hmm. into action Mm -hmm. so it's like that I appreciate even more so not that I didn't appreciate people sharing Breonna Taylor's name yeah let's never forget but that takes it a step further which is great it's like hey I have this thing it's either a collage or a Mm -hmm. poem or this or that don't forget her name and then it's like sign this petition Mm -hmm. and for someone to actually go and do the call to action and, and sign that petition is great but at the end of the day, again, we found out like, yo, we need to get in these courts. We need to get yes, in exactly. these other positions of power. We know mm-hmm. now. We know, and and I think we've kind of been knowing, but we just haven't really. Again, it's difficult. that goes it's to difficult. not
1: to not knowing. Like you're like, okay, yes, we should, but are you gonna take the time to learn what you need to learn so you're equipped to understand when things aren't like these policies and everything that's in place? I know speaking for myself uh I definitely have a lot to learn um in addition to sharing the post like you said like yes I make sure that um if I see something I'll try to share it but also making sure that I have knowledge too because um that kind of goes over some of my heads I know for me personally (laughs) I'm like yeah I don't (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. some stuff that I may not know and maybe that's what's was getting us yeah no i think
2: it's important i think to remember purpose like Mm -hmm. purpose as in if you do something and what's the purpose what do you want to have happen Mm -hmm. it's like if you tell a joke luis you're Mm -hmm. like obviously want people to laugh Mm -hmm. and you obviously want to take them from a certain point in your story or you know in your bit from one point to the next point to the next point to the next point and then i don't know however long your story or your joke is and then get them to that final like the big laugh right Mm -hmm. Uh, Intent in anything I make, it's like, you know, especially if it's a personal thing or something I'm passionate about, right? Because people hire me for certain things. Mm -hmm. My heart, my work ethic is in everything. My complete heart isn't in everything because sometimes it's not about me. Sometimes I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to help this person get their thing done. But when it's with my heart and intent, like, it's like, what is the purpose? What do I want to happen? So if Luis wants to make people laugh, forget about their day, or maybe tell like a very serious joke, but still make them laugh at it Mm -hmm. or something like that, for me, it's like, all right, if I make this thing, what do I want people to do afterwards, like the power is there. What do you want to do with it? So I appreciate the artists and creatives who do something. And then they ha- they had the intent and they have the purpose and that call of action. Like, mm-hmm. all right, now go sign this or now go do this or that. Or call this number
1: or send this letter. Yeah.
2: And that stuff I, I'm super with the, the a lot of the forms I did. It's like I clicked on one link. Mm-hmm. and it took me to like five petitions and it's so easy and right? they I, made I just put my name and my email and this yeah. thing wrote out an entire fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> speech entire essay and yeah. I was like yup, a little, yeah, I'm with all that let's go like, let's do it
0: yeah I, get, I donated money to the ACLU so now I get a bunch of like emails and yeah. like mail from them so like they're like hey sign this position yeah. this this stuff's gonna happen where like it's like internet something or yeah. whatever in congress and it's like you know what and it's so easy to just sign a whole bunch of yeah. petitions mm-hmm. so I suggest anybody out there that uh, uh, wants to see at least, at least like the bare minimum change. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is from your phone. Just, it's uh, on social media. Yeah, find just it on social media follow, too.
1: Follow these organizations that's out here to help make a change.
0: And also another call to action because we're about to get out of here. Uh, just follow uh, German on all his social media platforms. You want to shout out all your stuff, man? Uh,
2: yeah, I think everything is German Torres TX and I'm mainly on Instagram. But I'm on Twitter too. German Torres TX and then my website is com. And then I just, I guess just to clear it up, like uh, my name is Spanish. It's, you know, it's Mexican, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So it's Herman Torres, but like my, only like my immediate, immediate family mm-hmm. says Herman. Obviously, it's their first language. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm visiting family elsewhere, like Mexico but like I it's cool German is cool I've been going by that most <laughs> of my life so yeah, yeah. there's some real like
0: which do you prefer prefer
2: see that's the thing I don't I don't prefer there's okay, just yeah. you could call me Hermann or in German and it's cool okay I just I just I know for a fact that I ran into people who are so sold on like nah you need to speak espanol like yeah 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 and I'm like yo I appreciate that but like yo spanish and english ain't both of our first languages, no, really yeah, true we're true. freaking native american descendants <laughs> yeah well people, <laughs> we people got indigenous we, roots so <laughs> it's like i don't know what yeah, that yeah, is yeah. but through assimilation through colonialism like yo we yeah, got yeah. english we and got it we got to take back our aztec <laughs> names bro yeah,
0: yeah, yeah something like that uh and no, i feel you
2: on that because people it's
0: uh, well, that's going to do it for us, man. We appreciate you uh coming in here yes, and uh, spending some time with us, bro. And, like, just, you know, wish you well in all that you do, man. You got some dope shit. and Just keep putting shit out. For
1: sure. Uh, likewise. Yeah, yes. So. I'm so glad to have you on here. Some deep conversations, you know. Definitely got some people thinking, I hope. <laughs> i, I hope, so. yeah, hope yeah
2: they're gonna hit my dm like nah that shit you said <laughs> hey fuck you guys i guy. with that i i need you to be biased bro come on bro yeah, i need that. you on my side i don't want nobody thinking <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: well that's gonna do it for us we appreciate y'all listening and I'm, we're you you got anything else man? no sir all right well y'all have a good one all right, all right we're bye. out bye. peace And that wraps up episode number 10 of Essential Nonsense. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you're listening to us on Apple, make sure to leave us that little five-star review you've been wanting to do. And uh, if you want to leave leave us a little comment on there, that helps us get our name out there and gets more people to listen to the podcast. Also, one more shout out to our sponsor, Primo Stickers. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at Primo Stickers. That's P-R-E-M-O Stickers on Instagram. Give them a shout for your next sticker order. And you mentioned the podcast, you get 10% off your first order of 100 or more stickers or labels. Also, follow German on Instagram. All that information will be in the details. Check out his website. He's got some dope videos. And come back. Check us out for episode 11. Yeah. So. I'm bad.